Yo! Welcome to Blende Con Sazon. Where we talk all things blended. My name is Janelle. Yo, and this is Marvin. Let's get it, Yo, baby. let's do that shit. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of... Blende Con Sazon. Yes, Blende Con Sazon. We're here, episode two. Thank you, everyone, who tuned into episode one. And if you haven't listened to episode one yet, go ahead and click that button and listen to it. Let us know what you think. And we got a lot of good feedback from everyone, surprisingly. <laughs> like, everyone okay. really loved it. Really loved it. That was a good first episode. It's but this episode, episode, we're not talking about that. No. This episode, we're talking about her story. I'm talking about me. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Yes. So... I want to, so we're going to learn more about you mm-hmm. um, and your background, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask tons of questions. I'm sure you are. Okay. So, <laughs> so why don't you, why don't you start by telling us about yourself? Okay. So the beginning, right? So I was born in New York um, to a Puerto Rican mama and a Costa Rican biological father. Okay. Um, I moved down to Florida. I don't. I think I wasn't even a year old. So, it's so like you, weird. You can't claim New I York. can't claim New York. It's like uh, a weird thing. You're from. We're born where? Queens. In Queens. In Queens, New York. It's like a weird thing, right? Because people ask me like, "Oh, you know, where are you from?" And I'm like, "Oh, I was born in New York, but I came down when I was like very nah, little." So I'm you a Florida can't say girl. That. You're just from Palm Beach. Mm-mm, I am from Palm Beach, but I feel like sometimes I have like New Yorkish tendencies or. I don't know. It's like weird. Ma, you Puerto Rican, ma. That's and what it Costa is. And Costa Rican. Well, Can't forget that. Okay. So, so yeah, I moved down when I was very young. Um, my biological father was not necessarily in the picture. He he left when I was extremely young. Um, I think I was like four or something like that. The last memory I ever have of him was. Oh, maybe I was older because I was going to South Olive Elementary School. That was like the last time I ever saw him when I was younger was he came to say hi to me or something on the playground. Didn't don't don't really know him and not necessarily that I don't care to know him, but I'm just kind of so, indifferent. I don't right. know. So really early on, you were just it was just me and my mom and my brother. How do you remember for how long that was? Um. Yeah, so I honestly only think he was part of my life for a couple years, and then it was just me, my mom, my brother. My brother's four years younger. It was just me, my mom, my brother for the longest time. We had a older Dominican lady watch us when my mom worked. She was a bail bondsman, so she kind of had some crazy hours and stuff. And so, yeah, we would go. I would go to school, and then we'd go to her house, and I basically was there I don't know, for three, four years. Okay. So when when did Wilson come in? So my dad came in when I was probably the end of second grade. So that's like seven. Seven, eight. Yeah. yeah. So he came in, I from what I remember, the end of second grade, definitely by third grade because we had moved into his house my um, the summer before third grade. Cause I transferred to a new school. 
So, um, yeah, he had been in the picture. My mom was dating him when, when she had her apartment. I, I remember him like being there and around and scaring the crap out of us. Um, but when, when you say scaring, like, cause you got to clarify that. Okay. So this scary part, cause he did scare me, but like this scary part means like, like boo, like he would jump out of closets and yeah. stuff. Okay. Um, and they have more stories of scaring because that's what my parents love so to do. They just got a trip out of scaring you guys. Yes. So my mom's apartment was across, and this is a complete side story, but my mom's apartment at the time was across the street from the cemetery, right? And when we were bad, they would drive us to the cemetery and try to leave us there. That's parent goals right there. <laughs> so Remind me this weekend. So, um, so, so scaring, that's what, I, that's what I mean by that. So... Okay, so do you remember how you bond or like how you started to build a relationship with him? Um, so kind of, right? So we, we moved the summer of before third grade to his house. And at the time, I don't remember if they were officially married yet, but I have to ask my mom. Um, so we moved in and then for several years, obviously, we're, we're living with this man. They get married. I start calling him dad, I think pretty early on mm. like very early on do you remember the like, moment or it just kind of naturally after a while it was I, just that's dad yeah i think just naturally like that's that was dad i don't think i i i feel like i was scared to like um or i didn't want to call him dad he came in you're calling him dad you moved into his house but you did not have a great relationship no. with him at the beginning no so it was really crappy like so my childhood I remember and I mean I love this man now so I'm just gonna say that now but I remembered I literally hated the man I hated him because I felt like and my mom would discipline us but I felt like he would take it to a different level you know and then I just felt like I couldn't like talk to him or bond with him. I would be, mm -hmm. So back to the first episode, I mentioned I always tell my mom things first. Well, it's because I was scared of my dad to even like say hello or, you know, do my homework with him. Like, cause those so, were rough. So he came in as your stepdad, but he was really strict off the bat. Yeah, he was really strict off the bat. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like my, my childhood was freaking amazing. Like when I look back at it. We traveled every summer. Sometimes we traveled twice a year. We went to Connecticut, New York, Costa Rica. Like, we traveled a lot. Um, I was in softball. I played softball. I was in dance, drama club. Like, I, I did all these things. But, and, and, and he was there, like, through all of those things. But I still felt like, like weird towards him. Right. And, and it's mm -hmm. not, it wasn't weird as in like I was longing for my biological father because I didn't even know the man. I don't even know when his birthday is like, so it wasn't like that. It was just, right. I felt like, I felt like he didn't like us, I guess. So at no point. So at this point you're with your stepdad and your mom, mm -hmm. he's raising you. Yeah. At no point along the way, um, bio dad came, trying to have a, a relationship with you or anything like that no not that i remember and you know the crazy thing is that i i do remember this like we would still go to my aunt's house like my biological father's sister did i say that right yeah so we and my dad would go like we would go to their house parties we would go there for so, holidays so you maintain a relationship with the family, the family but mm -hmm. not with him mm-hmm 
yeah. was that like a like a actual con- effort you think be on your mom's side on on her side like to keep you somehow connected to them no yeah my mom um definitely made it a point to keep us connected like to that side of the family because she wanted us to know that side of the family um so i mean i would see my aunts and uncles and the times that we drove to connecticut or new york and we've driven up there a lot because my dad loves to drive for some reason but um we would go to new york and some of my uncles still live up there and we would go see them so it so she was my mom never tried to keep us away from that side of the family and that's one thing like um with, with our situations like i mean you're very good with jackson's side of the family but just keeping like them in their life and I, I think that's really important that's something i definitely bring like that experience i bring to what we have now you know what i mean right um now i feel like i there was a point where my mom almost shielded me from him because he would say things like oh i'm gonna see you guys this day and then he would never show or i'm gonna see you this day and he would never so for 18 years of my life i saw the man i don't know once or twice and then i got into college and he like offered to. That was like the last time he reached mm-hmm. out. No, he reached out again um, when I had Jackson, but that was like the first time in a while that he had reached right. out. And and I don't know if he tried maybe reaching out to my mom or anything mm-hmm. like that prior to that. Um, I would have to ask my mom that, but from my knowledge, like he just whatever. So. Um, so you so your childhood, no matter what. With with Wilson, your mom, you had a great childhood. Oh my gosh! You yeah. were active in tons of activities. I went to space camp. Like I went. <laughs> like. I'm telling you, that was probably. You know, there's pro- a space force now. Oh my god! Let's not talk about that. But that was probably the coolest experience of my life. So I went to space camp. My brother, um, we we all marching band nerds so my brother marched like in these professional type marching bands he did dci like my parents were like the best parent i didn't think of it at the time because they were extremely strict like i never hung out the movies i never hung out with friends none of that stuff when you have friends in school and you refer to your dad did you ever tell them oh that's my stepdad or that's my dad um that's a really good question. I think in earlier on, I would say, oh, that's my stepdad. And then I want to say, I don't know, like around middle school, it's like, oh, that's my dad. That's my dad. I never referred to him as stepdad after that. Right. Okay. That's a good question. Um, but yeah, so my parents were, they were very strict, but they were extremely involved. Like I don't, so my mom ended up opening her own business, right? And I don't remember a time where she wasn't at a softball game or she wasn't at a drama club, like, play or she wasn't. She literally was at every single thing. And my dad, too. I mean, he worked. um, He's a correction officer. So when he would get off work, he would come. But they were super involved in our lives. And I guess that kind of, like, helped me to see, like, that's my dad. You know what right. I mean? Like, so I have a question before we move on to some of the other mm-hmm. stuff. Did you ever like, like feel so different in your house that you thought like, maybe I got this from my biological dad or like you felt like maybe in this household, 
I feel different and you needed that urge of like, damn, I wonder if that's like something I get from my dad. Like, mm. you, you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. you might have a, a fight with your parents mm-hmm. and you just kind of like, I'm just kind of different. Right. It's because I have a different dad. Did you ever feel like, um, like a lost connection maybe? Um, yeah. Maybe, like when you explain it that way, I kind of a little and, and it's funny because, and my mom probably said this about me, but I know she said it about my brother, like, oh, you look just like your biological father, like when he would have a facial expression or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my laid back, right, you know, behavior is from him, from that side of the family. Um, and then when my sister came along, so, okay, so. And that was my next question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Because you and your brother got the same. Yeah, so me and my brother have the same mom and dad. And then Nani came. He, and then Nani came. Which is a... So she, she's 10 years younger than me, so technically she's my half-sister. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen her like that. Like That's always been my that's sister. sister. That's, that's not, my sister. That's not your half-sister. That's not my half-sister. Not my, uh, you know, like, that's my sister and that's my dad. You know? Um, and it's funny, she kind of looks like... I mean, she, obviously she looks so like us, but... <laughs> A few um, shades lighter, but all of you. A few shades lighter, but she looks all of us. And, you know, I, I maybe that kind of helped with, like, the connection with my dad. Because at that, up until that point, he had no children of his own. It was all raising this other woman's children. You know what I mean? So I feel like he, like, softened up a little bit when he had Nani. Like, he was still very on top of our shit, but... Like, I feel like he softened up a little bit when Nani came into the picture. Right. I, 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 I can see that. That's just the youngest child. I yeah, think that's she's common. the baby. She's the baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I feel like um, over the years, I mean, I've gone through some stuff with my parents. Um, mm-hmm. you know, normal stuff. Like, I tried running, out, running away one time. That didn't freaking work. <laughs> That's probably like the worst decision of my life. <laughs> but like, like, like that stuff. Um, like, where are you going to go in Palm Beach? No idea. I was so <laughs> dumb. I literally went like two streets over. Like, <laughs> I didn't even go anywhere. <laughs> Far. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, with him, I just, over time and like the different things that he has done for me, like, and it's not been financial or Mm -hmm. you know materialistic type things it's just like the life lessons right so for example i work my butt off like i'm a really hard worker and i got that from both my mom and my dad because my mom my mom has always been a hard worker but he's like kind of instilled he, he like honed in that skill if that makes sense right so um that and just I don't know, just like some taking pride in like who I am in my work and stuff like that. I think that he's kind of helped me develop that as well. Um, and then with with that, with my dad, I have, he has, he's got brothers and sisters and so I have cousins and I've never seen them as like half cousins or step cousins or, you know, third right. or fourth. Those were always been my cousins, like. I, we literally grew up together. They would come over. We would drive to Connecticut together with my cousins. Like, it's it's so crazy because a lot of people when they when they enter into a blended family, it's automatically like, 
oh, that's my stepkid or something like that. Like, oh, that's not my kid. But I felt like in our situation, that was never really said. It was like, that's my kid. That's my dad. That's my cousin. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting now being in a relationship with you and being in a blended family and growing up in one. And I feel like we've had conversations before, like about Jackson, like just about the struggles and stuff like that. Right. Uh-huh. And and I've told you, I was like, well, I hated my stepdad at the beginning, and and not to say that Jackie like hates you, but like it 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 gets better over time. Now, like I adore that man. I love him. My friends freaking love him. There was asking when Wilson's if Wilson's coming to an event or cooking or doing whatever, like if he's going to a tailgate, if he's going to a tailgate, in that barbecue. Yeah. So he's, he's awesome, man. He's awesome. He's probably like the perfect stepdad, I guess you could say. Well, I guess you can say the perfect stepdad is the one that you call dad, right? At some point Mm -hmm. that you don't view them as a, as a stepdad. And, and what I listening to you describe all this is it's kind of like, it's sort of like the goal is almost so that the kids don't feel they're in a blended family. Mm-hmm. You're not hiding it from them, but um, it shouldn't. They should not have to feel like that is not my brother. That is not my, you know, mom or or anything like that. It should just be that's family, mm-hmm. and 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 this is what we do. Yeah. Like it, it shouldn't feel like like you said. That as far as titles, you can kind of throw them out. Like that's just what it. You know. Right. They shouldn't have to feel that way. So it is funny, now that you were part of a blended family growing mm-hmm. up, growing up mm-hmm. now seeing it through, like a, their eyes, through basically. Through their eyes. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of really interesting because I I, I see the struggles that or no, I didn't see them at the time, but I would hear after the fact the struggles that my mom went through with my mm-hmm. dad, and just raising us and stuff like that. So your dad and you ever share like the shit he had to deal with coming in dealing with you guys did you not ever hear me, it directly Julian, from him not with me i was a good person okay well, so we'll have to interview wilson <laughs> and ask him all the bullshit that y'all put oh, him through you know because what? i know that you guys put, he's i i know you guys so i'm pretty sure that he had to deal all with right, some right. things and i know mom, oh, i'm sure he did i know maddie so going through life get into ucf Doing my thing there. I joined a sorority. I'm in marching band. Um, I leave school. What did, what did you play in the band, babe? I play the piccolo. The piccolo. And the flute. And the flute. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just and I, ta- I taught myself one song on the piano. It's Mar- a Mariah Carey song I taught myself on the piano. All right, so the, <laughs> the next thing you're going to say. So, so... Um, yeah, so I go to UCF. I'm doing all these things. I end up leaving UCF um, because my family was going through a crisis, I guess you could yeah, say. some personal stuff. Some personal stuff. So I end up going back home, um, trying to help everyone kind of figure out what to do during this time and stuff like that. And so I'm working at Red Lobster. And I'm serving there. Then I end up doing everything in that freaking building. But um, I'm working at Red Lobster. 
it's not enough for me because I'm psycho, so I'm working 40 hours there. Okay. I get a job at Home Depot, mm-hmm. working another 40 hours there. So I'm working 80 hours a week for, and, and that goes back to my dad too, because, you know, he would, he would ask for like the money that I made that night serving. He'd be like, okay, give me your money. And he would put it in an envelope for me and like save it okay. to pay for like my car or something like that. So right. I was like, well, I need more money because you're taking all my money. I was supposed to do things. <laughs> so he kind of pushed me to get into Home Depot too and stuff. So. I was working at both of those places, trying to figure out life, I guess, and figure out what I was going to do with myself and school and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, so I'm working, and I end up meeting Justin. Okay. So he's working at Home Depot, and he is, um, by the way, Justin is Jackson's dad. So... He's working there full time. He does like, um, what is that? Like security, loss prevention. There, that's what it's called. Yep. So he's doing loss prevention there at the time. And I had seen him a couple times, whatever. And uh, at that point, <coughs> he was married and I was with someone. So we we're just friends. So we're just, he would come up because I worked at the service desk in Home Depot. We'd come up, chit chat, whatever, and just kind of get to know each other. And then, um, yeah, so he, I end up breaking up with my boyfriend. He ends up going through divorce. Mm-hmm. We end up getting together. Um, so yeah, we're together. He moves, we move in together. And then like a couple months later, I'm pregnant. So we're having a baby. So the pregnancy was like awesome. I only gained 18 pounds. It was wow. fantastic. It was That's great. impressive. It was good. I didn't have any nausea, anything. It was an awesome like experience for being a pregnant person. I don't okay. Know. Um, so yeah, I'm pregnant, and then we have Jackson in June of 2015, um, and yeah, life is like great. So I, I I accepted a position as a manager at Red Lobster. I'm doing that. The hours were shit, but I was paying the bills, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, we had Jackson, he was doing his thing. Um, so, so yeah, so fast forward a year, it's Jackie's birthday. He's a year old. We throw this big party at my parents' house, whatever. Um, so Jackie's born in June. So then the next month is, um, July, it's 4th of July. And... I don't remember. I think his friends came down that weekend before. Um, and I think had worked 4th of July. But we ended up getting meeting together like at, the, at nighttime. And we went to go see fireworks at the beach. Um, so that's 4th of July. And then the next day, he had a gig because he DJed. So he had a gig up here in Orlando. The next day or a couple days after that. So, um, he's like, oh, I'm going to drive up, um, Friday night after work. He's like, I'm gonna drive up Friday night after work. I'll take Jackie with me mm-hmm. and I'll leave him with my mom. Cause at the time his mother lived up here. So I'm like, no, just wait. I had a meeting Saturday morning mm-hmm. at like seven, um, at the restaurant. I'm like, just wait for me. 
because I was off Saturday, Sunday. So after the meeting, I'll go with you. I'll drive with you. He's like, no, no, no. I just want to go up Friday night and like, I just want to be up there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, fine. So he leaves Friday night, um, has Jackie with him, drops Jackie off at Amy's house. And I'm like, Amy, Justin's mom. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's Justin's mom. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. Like I had like the crappiest feeling. Like you just, you could feel when something's like gonna be wrong. So. Right. So, yeah. So, um, at like, Five o'clock Saturday morning, I get up. I get a phone call from his brother, and and at first I thought it was like a joke because I I know he they had gone out the night before and stuff. So he's like, he calls me. He's like, Janelle, um, there's been an accident. So I was like, okay. I'm like, stop messing around, Carlos. Carlos is just his brother. I said, stop messing around. Like, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, stop. He's like, no, I'm being for real. There's been an accident. And um, he's like, Justin is not okay. And then, and then I shot up and I'm like, well, what do you mean he's not okay? Like, like, what does that mean? And he, he, he just says, he can't feel his legs. And so at that point, I jump out of bed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said he's being um, airlifted to the hospital because, you know, he can't feel his legs. He's, he's awake and he's alert, but he's just telling us he can't feel his legs. I said, okay, well, where is Jackson? Because obviously... He had taken, like I said before, he had taken Jack and Jackson up here. And he's like, Jackson's with um, my mom. And I said, okay. So I said, Carlos, make sure you stay with him to the hospital, whatever. Um, I'm going to come up there. So at the time, we were living with two um, roommates. So it was Tony, which was um, Justin's really good friend, and then Mike, his other really good friend. So... And I'm like hysterically crying and I'm, I'm banging on Tony's door. I'm like, Tony, Tony, Tony. So he runs out. He's like, what's wrong? He said, Justin was in an accident, a really bad accident. He can't feel his legs. I need to drive up to Orlando. So he was, he like did not hesitate at all. And he was like, okay, well you're not driving. I'm driving you up there. So that was like the longest three hour drive of my life because at that up until that point, I didn't really know what was wrong. Um, they just kept saying that he couldn't feel his legs and stuff. So um, I just was like praying that. That nothing would happen to him on, on the drive. Um, so. So, yeah, so we. We get up here and. Um. He's at 
a hospital up here in Orlando. And we go and... And um, Amy's there with Jackson. And... He's, like, getting prepped for surgery. Um, so I get to talk to him. So, yeah, so I get to talk to him for one of the last times um, before he went to surgery. He had... Um, basically shattered his T3 and T4s, one of those vertebrae, and there was, um, like, not shrapnel, but there was, like, pieces in his spine, and he was paralyzed. Um, and the one thing I remember is him saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And he just kept repeating that, and I'm like, it's okay, I'm like, stop you're gonna be fine they're gonna do surgery and we'll figure it out um and he they wheeled him to surgery he gave jackson um his last kiss and they took him into surgery um they obviously they um weren't able to repair anything, but um, he was stable at that point. Um, I stayed in the hospital with his mother for 10 days. And he just kept deteriorating. Um. So yeah, that was uh, a rough 10 days, and I got to say, like, the support from my family and my friends, you know, I have someone to be there every day, like, checking on us, and I, I'm, I'm going to admit I hardly saw Jackson those 10 days. Um, I feel like a horrible mother during that time, because I, I hardly saw him, like, um his aunts came down from Connecticut and they would stay with Jackson. My brother stayed with Jackson. My best friend stayed with Jackson. Like there was people that would watch him while right, we were in the right. hospital. Um, the only time I would see him was when I would go and shower. And then me and um, his mom slept at the hospital for those 10 days. Um, so, so yeah, um, by the 10th day, Um, his, I guess I went to go shower and as I'm driving back, I get a phone call that he had, um, coded, I think like two or three times at, until they called me. And, um, yeah, by the time I got to the hospital, he was gone. 
so I think that you know I I got um, my time with him and his family got their time with him the only person mm-hmm. didn't really get time with him is Jackson and so and the crazy thing is, is he looks and acts just like him but he um he has some Justin has some awesome friends and I know that as Jackson gets older and I tell him more and more about his dad you know they'll they'll be there to kind of right you know just tell just tell Jackson about who Justin was and you know some of their craziest stories with him and so it's like listening to a story from an uncle right right yeah, yeah that's exactly that's exactly what it'd be like so so yeah um i guess you know he spent a year and a month with with Jackie and that was it um so it's kind of crazy how life works out, right? Mm-hmm. So he pa- he Justin passes away and now I'm left with a baby. And for the first couple months like people grief never goes away, right? Like it you just learn to deal with it day by day. Um sometimes I still like you know just think about him and what he would think of Jackson now and you know if I'm doing everything that I can for him right um so it just is really shitty that he he can't see this crazy awesome kid that is here that you're helping me raise mm-hmm. so I, I that's like one of the, the biggest things that really that really gets me is just to think that you know he can't he can't see him grow like i can so i never take that for granted really it's you know it's really special to me right so so yeah um so so after the accident how what were the the next steps in your life like what what followed after that happened i ended up staying here in orlando for like a month or two after everything um because his mom lived up here and i kind of just wanted to do all the things like and by that I mean like I wanted to feel alive like and I wanted to make sure I was healthy like I went to all the doctors like Mm -hmm. I started doing like my will and like filling out all this paperwork just in case something happened to me like where would Jackson go and I started doing everything and like I started picking out my own like things that I wanted like for when I passed away, so no one ever had to deal with what 
me and his mother and his family went through. I mean, the crazy thing is, is that he he's he's cremated. The crazy thing is, is that he told me that that's what he wanted randomly one day that he wanted to be cremated. So I kind of knew that. Right. But if I had not known that, you know, like. You, you guys would have had tough decisions. It would have been make. tough. It would have been really tough. And I think especially tough for his mother. I mean, she still is. We're all still kind of just like struggling to grasp it. And it's been, what, three years? Um, so, yeah, I started doing all these things. I got like piercings and I got tattoos more because I had some prior to that but I got like another tattoo or two I think actually three tattoos after that um I wanted to like jump out of a plane I went to the police academy um because of that I always wanted to be a police officer like that's that's what I studied at UCF like that's kind of in my my blood I guess my dad was a police or a, a corrections officer my mom was a bail bondsman so law enforcement was kind of like so you got you got like this ultimate surge of living life yeah to the fullest absolutely and um and that's how he was right like he literally lived every day like to the fullest you can ask anybody like he was the life of the party like he was funny and he had always had a good time no matter the situation so I kind of like took that piece with me and applied it to my life after I think, I don't know, I think I was in a funk for a good two months after that. Like, I don't even remember. I don't even remember the time from the funeral to moving back down south. Like those months in between is such a blur. I don't remember. Um, but I just wanted to, to feel alive and I wanted to make sure that I was healthy enough to, to do those things. So, um, I started looking into going back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I, I went to try and get into the police academy. I did the assessments, all, all right. that stuff. I did the, um, obstacle courses and everything like, and the crazy thing is, is that not that I grew up shooting guns, but I kind of did like my dad, he would take us to the gun range. My mom would take us to the gun range. So I know how to shoot, and I shoot very well. So the part that I failed on the uh, obstacle course for the police academy was the gun part. Like, I couldn't pull the trigger. It was the craziest thing. You could, like, what do you mean you couldn't pull the like, trigger? It, like, it was, like, stuck. It was like locked. Stuck. And I tried with both my right and my left hand, because you got to do it with both. Right. And then I hand it to the to the guy that was in charge of this course and he takes the gun and he does whatever and he's shooting it just fine and he's like okay you gotta go and i was like dang like (laughs) it literally and then i tried even squeezing it with two fingers and it would not move back and then like i look back at it now and i'm like well i obviously was not meant to do that right because i tried twice (laughs) so something was not letting you pull that something was not letting me pull that so you know, I ended up working back at Red Lobster and kind of taking advantage of that time and spending it with Jackie and trying to be with mm-hmm. him as much as possible. He didn't start daycare until we, I moved up here. He moved up here. 
Right. Because he was either with me or my mom or a friend watching him and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that was was a crazy time. So I, I definitely empathize with anything anyone that has to go through that because it's a lot. You don't really realize it, but it is a lot to deal with. So especially having a kid involved, you know, right. on top of that. So yeah, yeah, it was it was a crazy, crazy time for me and for Jackson and you know, his family and stuff. Um I'm still in contact with them. Right. Um because that's obviously something very important to me that he knows that side of the family and stuff like that. So he sees um, Amy, I don't know, what, once a month, maybe. Yeah, about once a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when she comes up, sometimes she'll take him to his uncle's house. And so I just, you know, I think it's important that. He knows that side of the family, which is exactly what my mom did, right? Right. For for me and my brother. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a different dynamic in what you went through. You know, you didn't have your dad. Obviously, it was someone's choice. Mm-hmm. This wasn't anyone's choice. Um, but definitely, I think, keeping the, his family uh, in the picture uh, is the right thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll it'll keep him connected to right. to just. I end up going to Ashley and Henry's wedding, and that was like November of 2017, right? And I end up saying to myself, like, or thinking to myself, like, dang, I don't want to end up alone. Because I told, I told my best friend, Jen, I was like, well, I'm not going to be with anybody else. Like, that was my person. It's not going to happen. I have a kid now. Who's going to want to date a woman with a kid? <laughs> Hispanic woman <laughs> with a kid. Like, I'm just going to be single for the rest of my life. And she'd be like, shut up, Janelle. I'm like, you're so stupid. That's not going to happen. You're young and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm now. I thought of myself as like this old, like widowed lady who's just going to be alone for the rest of her life. With a few cats, maybe. Yeah, yeah. with a few cats. No, a few dogs. Um, so, yeah, I'm there at this wedding and I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm never going to meet anyone. Am I ready to meet someone? I am ready to meet someone. And I, ju- I, just rem- I remember crying at one point at the wedding and thinking like, God, this is so sad. Like they're together. They're happy. This is like the happiest day of their life. And I'm here, Debbie Downer in the corner thinking to myself, like, I will never get that. You know what I mean? And then a couple days later, you start following me. How crazy is that? I know. It was pictures from that very wedding that Mm -hmm. I was was like, ah, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing here. (laughs) You like you picking up when I'm dropping down. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're dropping and putting down. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. Um, I ne- I. So to that point, like everything happened with Justin and I grew up in the Catholic Church. Right. I was a lector. I did all my Catholic things. I did all those things. But the things that happened with Justin made me feel some type of way. 
right with church and god and all that stuff so not that i don't believe in it but i just believe in something different i guess but i i really felt like he had a part of sending you to me mm-hmm. like he was like okay this guy can put up with your shit i think i think it'll be fine so well, we haven't really figured that part out 100%. Oh, all, all your shit There's a lot of shit. Shut up. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I, I really do feel like he, he had a part in, in sending mm-hmm. you my way. And I met you and things like carried over, right? So now like, and I get on you all the time. When, you, when you're driving somewhere and you don't text me when you get there or you don't call me. I start freaking out. Mm. I get anxiety. Yes. I start like thinking all the things because it's happened to me. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing I carried over from from that experience. But I'm just like, and, I, and it's not even with you. It could be like when Amy takes Jackie, right? Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't text me, like when she gets there, I start panicking and start freaking out. And, I, and I'll text her and be like, you guys okay? Like, because I need to no i guess like kind of like stuck on me now this anxiety of that so that's one thing i'm trying to deal with with you and you're you're trying yeah and I, you know we started off um of course you know we met and and we kicked it, it everything kicked off great um but I, soon I learned um, that there were s- still some things that we had to to, f- to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, although we were ready to get into a relationship, um, we both had to learn how to deal with each other's past. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that was a big thing you went through. It was, it was huge. Mm-hmm. So navigating that... Um, it's something that you have to learn and respect right. uh, of the other person. Right. Um, you know, and although I did not meet Justin, um, I, I, I know you. Um, and so I feel through you and through Jackson, I, I, my judgment on how I discipline Jackson or I treat him or I play with him, sometimes in the back of my mind, I'm like, I, I think this is what he would have wanted mm-hmm. right. or you know from i suppose man to man or you know th- this is the kind of you know i do think about that right you know right well, so yeah i uh, what i want to share is just b- blended families are kind of a product of all kind of situations your blended family growing up was created one way. Mm-hmm. Our blended family was created a completely different way. Yeah, that's right. Right, your story and my story that I'll share in the next episode are very different. Mm-hmm. All three, right? How you, uh, the way you grew up, your story and my story, are three different stories. And and every blended family is extremely unique. Mm-hmm. Play and, by ear. And learn from your experiences mm-hmm. yeah. and apply them into your into current situations you learn from 
looking back on when you were a child, mm-hmm. looking at your own story, me looking at my past, are all part of our, our toolbox right. for our, our relationship now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Mama. Well. Episode two. That's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's a wrap. Episode three. We're going to talk about you. Yes. Bueno. Bueno, mi gente. The next episode <laughs> is going to be uh, the story del papa. Yeah. Um, how I got here. Um, so tune in and check that out. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Follow us on social media. Lenny Con Sanson on Twitter, on Instagram. Check us out. Like our stuff. We post our stuff. Boom. Check it out. Boom, bada, boom. When all, yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all. Check it out. Thank you. Love y'all. Thank you. Peace. Peace.